Okay, hello and welcome to another podcast. As you can hear, this is not Chris' voice, but he's here, I promise. Um, it's been a long while since there was a podcast, and I've been uh, trying to do one with Chris now for months. <laughs> and <laughs> finally, he, he came around to do one. So I have a bunch of questions ready, and we're just in a second going to jump straight into it. But first of all, my name is Jesper, and I've been working with Chris, and been he's been like a mentor to me for almost two years now, I think. So I know a lot of about his teachings, and um, they've helped me a lot, and probably gonna continue to help me more. Um, and so, yeah, how are you doing today, Chris? Good. I'm doing well. I always find the introductions the weirdest because we've literally been just speaking. And then we record, and it's, it's okay. Now we must be like we have not just. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. good based on everything I've told you previous to us hitting record. <laughs> Great, perfect. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so. So, are we calling this something new? I mean, do you want to let people know um, this? Yeah, this or because yeah, I guess stepping the... away from the. the old system of me having random people to interview me yeah it's i'm probably gonna be here for a while if if we enjoyed doing this um which we're just gonna have to wait and see but if this feels good then we're gonna do more podcasts and i'm gonna be in them and i'm gonna collect questions from everywhere um and in my for myself included uh, and we're also gonna hopefully then bring other people in so we can have like a threesome or a three you know, three-way where we can <laughs> we can discuss with more than just two people. I don't cross swords, just so that's clear. Okay, we'll see about that. You never know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, so yeah, that's that's like the new um, uh, theme, I guess, of the of the podcast to have more like a a frequent interviewer. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Cool. <clears throat> So it's always easiest to ask questions about things that are happening in your personal life. And, um, you know, you know, me by now, I have a pretty good life, except the, from the women, I have some trouble with women. Um, and, uh, I have a lot of friends who also have trouble with women. So I'm, I'm going to start with a discussion about talking about girls and, and sex and that kind of stuff. And then we'll see where it heads out after that. Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and just to but clarify, how, how many women do you have a problem with? Because you said women. Are <laughs> Actually, it's just one. Okay, so you will have issues with a woman. Yeah, it's it's a woman. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted I'm to actually, jump on that I'm, just to. I'm actually, okay, I'm not, uh, yeah. The, yeah, so it's just one woman, actually. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have a, a lot of friends who have similar problems. We call each other, like, almost every day now. And just like, oh, what am I going to write? What am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then it's... When I talk to you, there's always a new perspective thrown in. So I hope I'm going to get that today. Um, but I want to talk with you about um, destructive relationships. And because okay. and, uh, that's, I usually always find uh, girls or women, as you, you should call them maybe, <laughs> who, who I'm very, uh, the relationship is always, very tense it's a lot of tension and it feels like there's never good communication and nothing ever works 
and but still you just have so much emotion and passion with them mm-hmm. but i never really get why i want someone so much who doesn't want me or want to have a conversation with me it's always like uh, you never want the the good girls or the or the, the girls who are like treating you well and are very loving and you just have a great relationship with it's always the ones who are very very closed off and hard to get so that's kind of my question why why do most most people at least in my friend circle fall fall for girls even girls fall for guys or where the other part is very hard to get and they're not like open and from the beginning um, do you do you know why or is it there's there's kind of a collection of of reasons behind that but the first one being the fact that we're we're kind of born and raised into a rewards system so you're fed on a diet of praise and discipline from your parents or your guardians so we get very used to that way of engaging and when we put in effort we start to see the pattern of being rewarded for the effort like we've won something or if you as an example put in effort in sports you put in that effort and you win a trophy for it and then you deserve the trophy because you put in the work for it and a lot of times we carry this over into everything you know no pain no gain which is a very common phrase used for different aspects of life many people have been raised in a way in their life where they've experienced very little unconditional love where most of the love has been conditional and they've also been raised simultaneously to believe that they're not enough everything around us is kind of designed at this point to to mirror back the fact that we're not enough and we need these things to get it so when we put all of that amalgamation of stuff together and we're looking for a partner or we're interrelating with someone or we're drawn to somebody a lot of that gets projected onto that person and it's almost as if if the string isn't dangling there the kitty won't pounce and if it's not dangling if it's too easy then why bother and if you have to work for something and all of a sudden you you get that person for use of a better term now you're being validated now they're validating the fact that yes you are good enough for the person who you've idolized or the person that you've kind of fawned after for so long and of course this relating is then going to be built on the lack of self love and the lack of self nourishment so that's when you have all the high emotions all the drama all the fights all the arguments and then the passionate making ups and it kind of seesaws it just goes back and forwards in that dynamic and this is far more natural <clears throat> to the feminine she's far more equipped to play that game and to dance in that space and she will be able to live and breathe in that space much easier than a man will because it's not his game to play to begin with we don't function too well in that in that space and uh, women are just more sensitive and more socially adept in their communications which also means in the manipulations of this dance so what you find all this drama that you're talking about 
it's only going to be present if within the relating one of the people is a male who is not grounded in himself, who is not developed in himself, who hasn't done his maturity work, who hasn't clarified himself to some point. If the man is clarified, there's no room for that because now he can utilize that tension in a healthy way and in a way that still has the same effects for the woman, which is it still touches her and excites her and penetrates her and has her feel a whole realm of experiences with him. But none of it will be based on unconscious childishness. So whether I answered your question or not, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> you did. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It's all, it's a lot to take in. And it's just, when you say it, it just seems so obvious. Um, but you... I hope so. You blind hope... yourself. But yeah, that's but you've got to look the... at the roots of it. Because yeah. just hearing me say it, it will show you evidence of it and it will click with you. But then can you go out and live it? <laughs> you know, can you go out and actually do your work to, to live a life of no compromise in that space? Because that's, you know, that's the challenge. That's yeah. not easy. So basically for me and my friends, when we get in that, in that place, really it's a place of being very needy and feeling like you need attention and validation from, from this girl. And you see, the woman knows that you're in this space. Yeah. Because she sees tell. you. So she's signed up for that insanity. <laughs> so, you know, you also have to realize that then you're choosing to be with a woman who's choosing <laughs> to be with that brand of insanity. Yeah, and, that's, and maybe that's why you like the women who are like stepping away from that because you're realizing that they are not dealing with your bullshit or your image. Well, the woman who steps away from that is not dealing with your bullshit. She doesn't need you. And if yeah. a man doesn't have self-internal validation of himself, that will cripple him. Because if a man isn't developed, he is going to depend on his woman needing him emotionally in order to feel strong and good about himself. So if she's very steady in herself and she has done her, a lot of her, what I'm going to call spiritual work, and she's done a lot of her maturation work as a woman, she won't have that neediness in her. And she'll really only be looking to love a man of certainty, a man of purpose, a man of internal strength, who's, who is you know very much matured in that place. And how is a man who is in that place? What, what's the, dif the big difference, like, practically? How does He's he erratic. He, he reacts like a six-year-old little girl. His emotions are up, down, left, right. Spills his ju juice box. He screams yeah. at everyone in the room. <laughs> he, easy. He's not yeah. being a man. He's in a male body, but he's compromised. And his level of yeah. compromisation is what's actually making him sicker and sicker through that process of his franticness, his feminine dysfunction inside. And he, how does he heal that? Well, he heals it by, first of all, maybe taking a break from putting himself into these situations with these people. If he has not been able to remain conscious and present in these relatings that are triggering him, then he needs to take space from them. Uh, solitude can be very important for a man just to really get some uh, space and some clarity and be able to look at himself 
deeply for what it is or for what he is in that moment. So he can almost see all the ways that he is behaving, all the ways that he is flipping out and falling over and seeing all the ways that he needs to learn to strengthen himself internally when it comes to his ability to ground and his ability to lean into tension while staying open in love. Because when you have a man in a relating that starts to make the woman's emotions about him, you got a problem. Nothing a woman says or do has anything to do with me. (laughs) And because of that, we can have a harmonious relating. And I can hear her out. And I can let her process through it. And I don't even have to respond to it. I can just hold her in that and let her move through it at her own time. But if a man is not clear in himself, he will take every word that comes out of her mouth as a personal attack onto him and his character. And that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Because she doesn't mean it. She just feels it in that moment. Yeah. But that's something I feel like I have, I've had the women call me terrible things, but it never really gets to me because they usually well, almost always, always apologize afterwards because they were caught up in, in emotion. But that's, uh, I think how, how as a man, how, sometimes I can find it hard to tell a woman that uh, when they're being extremely dramatic to kind of chill, <laughs> like, uh, well, see, you don't tell a woman to chill. <laughs> What are, you, what are you trying to do? You're trying to make it like a possum, not a possum? <laughs> oh, chill out, baby. Watch her get even less chill when you say that, motherfucker. Yeah, that's exactly what she happens. She doesn't want you to tell her anything. She wants to feel you being so present with her, penetrating her, holding her, and staying sensitive to her, but in your strength. So she can start to melt and fall into you and forget what she was talking about. And then you both can make love and forget about it ever happening. Oh, how does it come that I never <laughs> understand this? Like I had this like similar conversation with you several times, but I, and then I'm like, Oh, I see it so clearly. And then it just goes away. Like, a, because you lose, you, you lose grounding, you lose your seat. You fly up into the sky and your emotions take over. Exactly. But I, and I'm so aware of it, but I'm, and, uh, and your emotions take over because you think it matters. It doesn't matter. I don't think I don't, it matters. It's, it's more like I, I'm thinking maybe I should let them take over because I'm supposed to feel myself. Of course. But that doesn't but, uh, mean becoming reactive to the situation. You still, as a fully grown male, need to establish some aspect or some level of domain over yourself, your desires, and your feelings. You see, if if a man is out there without domain over himself, he's going to kind of just vomit everywhere. And he may do things that are not appropriate for him in that moment in time because he'll become far too reactionary. Whereas women are far more okay to do that because it's in alignment with their nature. 
does this does this make sense to you? Because as men, we are the most, we're the safest in the most dangerous way. <laughs> but we're the most safest when we're witnessing. And that's our gift, is to witness that so much of our work as men is to learn how to be with what is exactly the way it is as it moves through us, as it overwhelms us, but to witness it, to be present to it and for it, to us, for us, so that we can then bring that forward to the women in our lives or to your partner or to the vet who's having a panic attack because your dog is running around on the table. It comes in handy everywhere. Yeah. But if you put less focus into trying to fix yourself or fix this part and shifted all your focus into witnessing what is, the way it is, your development will, will move at a far more expedited rate. That's a dope-ass comment. So translation, dope-ass means good, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's, uh, yeah, you always, or I always want to complicate things when, um, when you want to work on yourself, um, you want to get better with your, never really matters. The only thing that matters is lovingness behind all of this and how we can be in lovingness easier and easier and easier. What's the rapid, the most quickest way to lovingness? Not to engage with drama, not to fight back, not to scream, not to engage in insanity. It's to locate where the lovingness is and how you need to show up in the room to have that for yourself and for another person. Yes. Nothing else matters. So if she wants to play a game and scream and kick the wall and punch, go crazy. You know, do what you got to do. I'll be over here waiting. <laughs> and when she's tired herself out, now we can come back to loving this. But don't waver in that. I, I'm not going to waver in that. My role as a man is to be there holding that down so she knows she can go there. She can play up in the sky. She can experience all the different textures in her. And she knows that I got her. And I'm not going to judge her for it. I'm not going to lose myself, take it personally and scream back at her because I don't care. Yeah. Oh, I have so cool. there for her, but I don't care about the, everything else, the frills around her. <laughs> I have a total yeah. disregard for it. It just feels so natural now when you're saying it. And now when I'm reflecting on how, I, how I've been behaving, with, especially this woman that I have a lot of issues with, it's, it always comes becomes a problem when i'm starting to get caught up in her drama and in her emotions and i'm getting triggered from what her, from that i'm hurting her or vice versa it's when i'm just more being yeah grounded then the problems kind of just dissolve mm -hmm. uh, without ever needing to talk about you don't need to sit down and talk about them for hours it just yeah just happens for some reason mm -hmm. which is cool yeah um, simplify everything. Yeah. It sounds easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the catch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thanks for that. Of course. I have another little thing, which is kind of similar to this, that happens. Uh, it's kind of, I guess, the same thing when, when you 
when you think you love someone. How do you um, think you love someone? Take that down. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there a pros and cons list involved? <laughs> no, I'm getting to it. Well, you are, um, yeah, especially this happens to me. I'm not proud of this, but it happens to me a lot that I, I meet a woman and um, she's very hard to get. And I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting kind of obsessed with her because she's so hard to get. And I'm like, oh, I love this girl. She's fucking amazing. She is so strong and independent and wow, wow, wow. And then when I get her or when she actually starts, you know, giving me compliments and starts loving me and want to start hanging out with me, then it can just, everything can just drop. Not every time, but sometimes. And I just lose everything the second she starts giving me attention. And then I'm, and then I feel like, oh shit! Now I feel a bit bad because I I gave her all this all all of my attention, and then when she kind of met me, I just bye bye. <laughs> so I, and I don't want that to happen again, obviously. So why do you think that I'm happens when you deficiency? It's like in mm-hmm. Chinese medicine, somebody comes and they're experiencing certain symptoms, and they could be suffering from in, in diagnostic terms. They could be suffering from say a liver yin deficiency. And if they're coming with the liver yin deficiency, it means that they're running very hot, but they're running on empty. They're running on fire. They're running on an empty heat. So your way of, of uh, engaging with you know, these situations as you've laid out, you're running on empty heat. You're running on a deficiency, a lack of love. Because if you truly loved and appreciated and respected yourself, you wouldn't be running around like a kitten trying to convince this woman to like you. That's no fucking posture for a man. So if you any ounce of respect, you'd show up, you'd initiate. You'd show up and you go, hey, I notice you, I see you, I feel these things for you. This is what's real for me right now. Here I am. You know where I'm at. And then you'd step back, give her space and let her decide. And you wouldn't you you wouldn't be chasing you you wouldn't be doing all that you know kitty cat play no <laughs> because that chase is what fuels your your deficiency and this is more common in women than it is in men by the way so this yeah. is more a habit of dysfunctional femininity where it's like oh he's so hard to get he's playing hard to get oh look he spat on me and slapped me oh i want him more <laughs> isn't healthy yeah that's a greater (laughs) symptom of something far more insidious that's went down in the past that really needs to be examined it needs to be looked at yeah Uh, i can't tell you exactly what that is by the way you have to figure that out yeah i've i figured that out but dude that's so cool and every it's just so nice to hear Man, like I have another male friend who is kind of like you, just super straightforward, and just you just see so clearly, like when you're being. Um, I don't have a better word for it right now, but then a puss. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's so nice to just hear someone say it, because you're so blind from it yourself. And then when someone says it with that kind of integrity and like straightforwardness, you're just like, "Oh shit, um, I've been off." So. And also, it's not just what that behavior is doing to you. It's also seriously disempowering to the woman. And it steals her. It robs her of her experience as a woman. I know. Yeah. And, I mean, she might play with you a little bit, you know, if you're a cute kitty cat and 
Uh, you know, you're giving her a lot of the things that her child self wants, which might be things or validation or affection or swipes. But, you know, as soon as a man who is in any way clear in himself comes along, you know, she's dropping you for that. Yeah, and I'm happy she does. <laughs> um, cool. But so, yeah, now we kind of... Um, kind of realize that yeah but both men and women are are having problems <laughs> with, <laughs> obviously so uh, and what i hear you talk what most about when i it's like been nagging in my brain is presence you always talk about being being present all the time every time <laughs> and um we've been talking about it before but i i still feel like it's it just feels too. Um, uh, I, I've been doing it the wrong way <laughs> there too. Because when you told me to be present, that is to walk around, forcing myself to be present, which kind of makes me not present. And then when I'm just kind of being present with it, it's hard to explain. But maybe you get what I'm saying. Presence is noticing, witnessing feeling exactly what is the way it is without any judgments or labels projected onto it. Presence is seeing clearly. So you're engaging back with the thing that you're engaging with in a way where you're actually connected with it and not your idea of it. See, men have ideas about women. And then he comes to her and he vomits it on her and he projects it on her. And women have ideas about men and they step to men and they project it and vomit it on him. And men have their own interpretations of men and women have their own interpretations of women. But no one's really seeing anybody because everyone's asleep behind the wheel, behind the dryer, eyes closed. So the whole process is just coming back to the simplisticness of being in commune with what is the way it is and not desiring or wanting or expecting anything other than what is real. Because what is real is not fancy. It's not glittery. There's no games involved. And that's what we've been tricked into wanting. We've been injected with it. And now we're like addicts fiending after it. When you come back to what's real, it's quiet, it's simple, it's slow, it's overwhelming in different ways. But the overwhelm comes from the fact that you're no longer playing with distraction. And now it's just you in a room on a wall. And what are you going to do about it? <laughs> or it's just you alone with this other human wrapped around one another. How are you going to be with one another? Are you going to really be courageous enough to see life the way it actually is? Or are you so locked up in your belief systems and your indoctrinations and your conditionings that you want everything to be the way life for somebody has told you it should be? Because that is what makes everyone suffer. The absolute disgust that life is not a fairy tale like they were promised. That the relationship is not as... Prince Charming, as they were promised, or because none of that is real. We actually have the opportunity to experience something far more beautiful and powerful than we have ever, ever been told about. And it doesn't exist in the complication. It exists when we strip everything back 
and be with what is the way it is so it can start to transform us and bring us back into contact with who we are, what we are, and what we're here to do. But if you're, you know, counting your likes, no judgment, but that's all you're going to be seeing. You're going to miss everything else. If you're hoping that other person loves you, you're missing the bigger point. That you haven't yet figured out how to put your arms around yourself. Simple. The answer is always simple. We complicate it because we don't want to see the simple because it holds us too accountable. And we don't like to be accountable because then we actually have to do something about it. You dig? I dig, man. Ah, it's so refreshing. It's like drinking Kool-Aid on a hot day. <laughs> well, it depends <laughs> what the Kool-Aid is. <laughs> I tell people I don't want you to drink it in the Kool-Aid. I'm trying to de-brainwash you. I'm not giving you more of it. Yeah. Strip it away. Because if you're always distracted with, with your addictions in every form, you're going to find it almost impossible just to be there with a person and love them. That will be one of the hardest things for you to do. Because you will have everything else just rolling around inside of you, trying to make sense of everything. Yeah. And as I said, love, love, is, love is it. But it's not the mushy kind that we've seen. It's the unconditional kind. Yeah, and in, you know, she also moves the way she needs to. It's nature. We are nature, and nature is just nature. It's not good or bad. She's just nature. Nature can be a beautiful, calm lake, or she can be a tsunami that wipes out 5,000 people. She's not good or bad. She's just nature, and nature will do what nature has to do. And the reason I've been here for the past few years trying to shake people into coming back into themselves is so they can come back in alignment with nature so they can actually be here a little bit more looked after. Because it's not safe to be here disconnected from that. You're up for grabs. You're totally compromised. So yeah. before we have intelligence, first we need connection. It's a lot to take in because it's so big. I hope so. But it's only as big as, or it's only as big to the level that you've been disassociating with it in your life. Yeah. I, I think I have. And say it's not big and someone else might look at it and go, oh my God, that's, that's overwhelmingly big. Yes, because you've been in the opposite direction in a massive way. Yeah, for sure. I'm just interested to to know how how do you even come up with this stuff? <laughs> like I don't come did... up. See, this is the thing. I don't yeah. come up with this. I don't read this. <laughs> this is just common sense. 
This is what happens when you even just start to know thyself a little bit because we are of godliness. We are of source. And when you start to know thyself, you start to know source. That's where our intelligence is. So it's not that I'm coming up with it. It's staring me in the face everywhere I go. Plain as day. But it wasn't always like that. Because I was, you know, I was drunk off (laughs) Kool-Aid. For, for many, many years. It's been a really gradual, slow process for me. That every day you're kind of wiping a little bit more bits of sleep out of your eyes. But I'm no better or bigger or anywhere more than anybody else. I've just put in the commitment to really be relentless about letting go of the baggage rather than trying to accumulate more of it. That's it. That's the only difference. It makes me no better or no worse. And if anything, it gives you a different experience of life. Because imagine if you have to walk around every day and all you see is this madness and this illness and this sickness that's eroding everybody, especially the younger generation, the kids, and seeing how they're being brought up and, and... you know, two-year-olds working an iPad before they can even speak. It's kind of terrifying. So, you know, just be careful what you wish for because it's humbling. And yes, it also gives you access to far more beauty and, and more unconditional love. But with more beauty comes more pain. You can't have it just one way. So you see the flower, but you also see the shit that it's grown out of. we all you know we we need to we need to wake up because we need to take the planet back as as cheesy as that might sound but one person can't do it it needs to be a collective shift and we're in an age where everyone is celebrating the consciousness of people and celebrating the fact that things are changing and from where I'm sitting and the work that I've been doing and the fact that I've had to stop doing some of the work because people can no longer deal with it. Uh, we're, not, we're not strengthening, we're actually weakening. I agree. Uh, we're, we're not growing up, we're becoming more childish, which is... I, mean, I think we are so, so far away. Because uh, it's, I think that I'm a very open-minded person. I'm I'm trying very hard to just be aware and to see see what is, but I'm still so so far away from actually seeing what is. So I can't even. <laughs> so just like most well, people do, are. Well, don't put yourself even in that because being far away, but from what you know, you're where you need to be, and you can see what you can see right now to the point that you're ready to see it. Yeah. Yeah, so we also have to have compassion with ourselves on this process. And I never want to come across as someone who just speaks to all the problems. Um, no, but I, I kind of dig where I am, so I don't have a problem with it. But I feel like I have, I, I can still, you know, learn more. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I'm curious to to know life more, which is a wonderful feeling. Great. Well, you know, then you have a life. <laughs> that's what I like a lot of you about. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just waiting around looking at your watch. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
yeah, that's kind of what happens when you stop being curious. I feel when you just like, oh, this is life. When you kind of accept the being, like when I when I worked the most and I was just like waking up, going to work, coming home, and you were just very numb, and then you were just like, oh, so this is just how it is. But like deep down, you felt like this is not it, but you were kind of accepting this being it. And that's that's I feel like the most is the most dangerous part, at least for me, when you kind of just don't want to grow or don't want to expand anything in yourself. You're just like, I'm just gonna turn on Netflix and just be in this numb state. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a sad and unfortunate path that people yeah. find themselves in. The most exquisite dollops of life exist in the most simple moments that have nothing to do with the work that someone does or the amount of money that they have or the house that they have or today as an example i put on a warm sock that came out of the dryer and i was almost drooling <laughs> as i slid this sock onto my bare foot i was oh my this is life <laughs> it felt so amazing but if i was up in my head thinking about the million things i had to do before i got on a plane on friday i would have missed life with my busyness. (laughs) So, yeah, that's something I kind of want to talk about too. Like you're talking a lot about being real and, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, grounding yourself, a bunch of stuff, but just, I find it interesting that you, you seem to appreciate life a lot and that's kind of rare that people just appreciate the fact that they're being alive. And that kind of sounds like a quote or something cliche too. But I feel like usually when I talk to you, you're genuinely appreciating, um, you know, the, the simple things. And I don't really know what my question was going to be with this, but <laughs> when, <laughs> um, maybe like how do you come to that point? Or when, I guess it comes automatically when you, when you actually start seeing what's in front of you. It's, maybe it's, do you think that's a natural state to appreciate being here? Or do you think that's something that you kind of, need to force yourself to when you have nothing else distracting you you have no choice i reached appreciation for the simple through boring myself to death that was a lot of the the deep brainwashing phase for me was just taking all the distractions and just putting them away so i might find myself sitting on a chair or sitting on a bench at a park and not having a phone and not having anything and not having anywhere to be for another hour and a half. And I would just be there learning to, as I said earlier, just be with where you're at. I don't have a mobile phone. And I know this is something that people look at me like I'm either uh, on like a wanted list and I'm not allowed to have a phone or that I'm trying to make a weird point, but I don't have one because It takes so many of the beautiful, simple moments that are on offer to me. It it takes them away from me. And because I've already happened to taste them, now I know which one I want to choose. So appreciating simple, before in the older days, you didn't have a choice. You were forced to appreciate the simple because things were more simple. When you stood in line at the shop, you just stood in line. You weren't doing anything else. You were just waiting in a lane. Now people are doing a million things at the same time. 
while they are, while their body is in a life. Are you understanding what I'm what I'm getting at here? The, oh the simple, yeah, 100%. the simple will come up out of the background and meet you in the foreground when you leave enough time and space for it to even find you. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a new feeling, at least when you're so when you're so not used to feeling that way. You just mm -hmm. be like, wow, I can just sit there and do nothing. Like what? At the beginning, it's it's excruciating for people. Um, but after some time when you when your nervous system unravels and your body learns to relax itself and it, it's not being bombarded with constant stimulation and distraction, you will come to a point where you actually deeply enjoy being in those moments because your body is now set up to be there. It's kind of like someone let all the tension out of the balloon. Yeah. And you can really be there. And then I could probably add, I mean, no one is probably going to have this problem, but you don't have to, I mean, at least for me, you don't have to do it all the time. Because that's what I did in the beginning when I started listening <laughs> to you. I just spent hours and hours alone. <laughs> and it just made me feel really bad. Because <laughs> I, I stopped creating, I stopped doing anything. I was like, I'm going to be alone until I feel good. <laughs> yes, yeah, extreme as I am. You you had that experience, which was a wonderful experience to have. Um, yeah, I learned so much from it, of course, but it was, I'm, it was a little bit extreme, I think, maybe, um, or maybe it wasn't. Um, but in now and afterhand, I feel, now beforehand, I feel like it was a bit um, extreme. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, um, well, you cool. Know, I think I like extreme. Yeah. <laughs> so I think. Um, yeah, we can go with one more topic or question. I said in the beginning of this video, we were going to talk about sex. So maybe we should do that a little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe I, I just want to ask you, how, how do you have good sex, man? <laughs> There's no such thing. There's just sex. <laughs> There's just sex. Take your labels out of it. <laughs> could, what could be good for you. Bad sex for you could be, you know, you felt emotional and you cried. And, and then, you know, oh, that was such a bad sex. I did a bad sex. And then for me, that's, I'm going to yeah. come to sex and have that. And I'm like, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's the beautiful. But I'm talking about like some, when I talk to my girlfriends, usually the biggest problem is that all the guys, they fuck, they come in 30 seconds and <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty bad sex. <laughs> I've heard. Well, it's not that it's bad. It's, it's <laughs> it, he just kind of started at the end. Yeah, so there, there was a, it got in the way of connection, which is really unfortunate because, yeah, you know, good sex is just connected sex. You mm -hmm. can do whatever you want with it, but be connected at least. If you want to take a paddle, go for it. I'm not going to judge someone for for putting an apple in somebody's mouth, but just be connected to one another while you spank each other, <laughs> whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah that's that's great and it's so because i feel like all of these things are connected like everything we talk about if you talk about improving yourself if you're talking about diet or anything it all comes back to kind of the same it's almost the same answers but in different textures mm -hmm. i feel yeah and it's, it's the always. same here because what is sex sex is you so how do you do you good or what needs to happen for sex you you need to happen for sex. And sex is going to be 
as deep and as beautiful to the level that you can be with and bring you forward into the act of sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Humble. Um, <laughs> I'm actually feeling, I'm feeling really pretty satisfied. And uh, I mean, I have hundreds of questions, but I'm just, I'm just in a really good feeling now. As usual, after I talked with you, <clears throat> um, do you feel like you want to go on some more? We've talked for like you know, 45 minutes. God, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done now. All right. I'm sick of my own voice. <laughs> well, you got a nice voice, though. I really. You, you, so, new rule. Soothing. You need to stop flirting with me on these parts. <laughs> that is a new rule that we're going to make official. Jasper needs to stop telling me how refreshing I am. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Yep. I'm just picturing you in your bedroom, which is like pictures of me, like just stuck to your wall. It doesn't make me feel safe, Chester. So we we need oh, to. Okay, cool. I'm. You're gonna probably gonna miss it though, but I will. I'm not, my ego will come back, and I'll. Request it. <laughs> but also, before we before we finish, I do want to speak to the fact how um, how appreciative I am of you coming on to the situation. And being so open and vulnerable and bringing questions and situations from your own life forward, knowing that hundreds and thousands of people are going to listen to this. Um, yeah. You know, that's, that, that is enough to show where you're at in your process and the value of that. Because that speaks almost more than anything else. So oh, I just wanted you. to... Yeah, I'm just... So now I'm done flirting with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more flirting. Well, I really love showing appreciation, and I I appreciate you appreciating me. Sorry, I just <laughs> I just I just did another one. But uh, yeah, I feel it's just so important to to be to be open and and real. That's like I I feel like I have to be now because I spent so many years not being, and it cost me a lot of problems with relationships uh, with myself and other people too. So yeah. now I'm just gonna be open, and and, and you're probably gonna. Um, probably going to say a bunch of stupid shit on this podcast because I'm in my process and probably you too. You know, we're just human, Daily. but um, it's coming, it's coming from love and from trying to be, you know, be myself. Mm-hmm. And also trying to use this platform to assist other people. Um, of course. I, I've always had lots of positive feedback when I've done these. Um, that's really the only reason that you've managed to, to, convince me to do them again just because of the absolute benefit people have reflected back to me from listening to these i also want to say that these podcasts the benefit or whatever you may gather from it there's always going to be a limit to it um, and obviously there's nothing that can replace uh, working with me in person or, or doing deep personal specific individual work like that as well um, but take whatever benefit that you get from this. And if you have any questions that you'd like Jesper to bring up in future podcasts, you can email them to me uh, or to Tanya, my assistant, who will then pass them on to Jesper. So that's chris at awakenedintent.com. 
and yeah, we can feature it on the show.